Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Tonight, America's first confirmed case of Omicron. What we are learning about the first patient as the U.S. prepares new testing requirements for all travelers entering this country. New details tonight on the patient's symptoms. Plus, the CDC's new prediction about hospitalizations and deaths over the coming weeks. Tonight, the Michigan teen arrested on charges of murder and terrorism for killing four fellow students will now be tried as an adult. New details on that school shooting. It was random and cold-hearted. Supreme Court showdown. The Supreme Court begins hearing its most significant abortion case in decades. At issue, a Mississippi law that will ban abortions for women 15 weeks pregnant. New video of the FBI interrogating a suspect who tased a police officer during the January 6th insurrection. What do you want me to tell you? That I, I tased them? Yes. <laughs> As housing prices spike, millions are priced out of the American dream. Our report tonight from the least affordable housing market in this country. And in our series, Unifying America, coming in from the cold this holiday season, Operation Warm brings coats and more to kids in need. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening. Thank you for joining us. I'm Margaret Brennan, in for Nora. We begin with the first confirmed infection from the new COVID variant, Omicron, here in the United States. And CBS News has just learned that the CDC is reviewing more potential cases in several states. The first case was detected in San Francisco. That patient was fully vaccinated but not boosted and had recently traveled to South Africa. Hundreds of cases of the new variant have now been confirmed in more than 20 countries, prompting the Biden administration to prepare stricter testing requirements for all travelers entering the United States, including Americans. Today, President Biden said this is why boosters are needed and implored Americans to get that additional dose. 135 million Americans are eligible for boosters. Only about 42 million have actually gotten them so far. CBS's Anna Werner leads off our coverage tonight from San Francisco. Good evening, Anna. 
Good evening, Margaret. And as you said, CBS News has learned the first known U.S. Omicron patient came through here, San Francisco International Airport. Now, public health officials are crediting the state's large-scale testing program for finding that case. They say testing will now be stepped up at airports. The patient was identified only as someone between 18 and 49 who landed in the U.S. three days before Thanksgiving, developed mild symptoms on Thanksgiving Day, and tested positive four days later. The sample was then genetically sequenced overnight at a University of California San Francisco lab and was confirmed to contain the Omicron variant. They had received a full dose of the Moderna vaccine, but no booster. Five days after the World Health Organization declared Omicron a variant of concern, little is known. Officials are urging the public not to panic, but say it may be more contagious and better able to evade vaccines than any other variant discovered so far. Today at the White House, Dr. Anthony Fauci said it will be weeks before researchers can determine how severe and transmissible Omicron really is. But current vaccines, he says, probably offer at least some protection. We know what we need to do to protect people, get vaccinated. If you're not already vaccinated, get boosted. Hospitalizations and deaths were already predicted to increase after a recent surge in cases before Omicron was detected. The Delta variant still accounts for more than 99 percent of cases worldwide. Now labs across the country are sequencing approximately 80,000 PCR tests a week to see where Omicron might show up. CBS's David Begno was given access to a New York City lab sequencing about 2,000 of those test samples. How long did it take for Delta to become the majority of all COVID-positive patients in New York City? It was probably six to eight weeks. So is it your guess that once you detect Omicron, within, let's say, a month and a half to two months, it could be the majority of everything? It could definitely be. It's a race against the new variant. Right now, international travelers must test negative within 72 hours of their departure for the U.S. from any destination. But the White House is expected to tighten those rules so that everyone coming to the U.S. must test negative within a day of boarding, regardless of whether they are vaccinated. Well, the CDC announced yesterday that it was expanding surveillance at four of the nation's busiest airports. That includes here at San Francisco International. And we've just learned that the agency is now reviewing more potential cases of the Omicron variant in several states. Also, the mask mandate for planes, trains and buses is reportedly going to be extended through March. Margaret. Those safety protocols still need it. Thank you, Anna. We turn now to that deadly school shooting in Oxford, Michigan. A fourth student died today from his injuries. He was just 17. The accused gunman, a 15-year-old sophomore, is being tried as an adult. We learned today that just hours before the attack, his parents had a school meeting regarding troubling behavior. Here's CBS's Nancy Chen. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Do you understand that right, sir? Yes, I do. Wearing a face mask and handcuffs, 15-year-old Ethan Crumbly sat motionless as he was arraigned on 24 felony counts, including terrorism and first-degree murder. Uh, You are the parent. His parents also attended virtually. There are facts leading up in the shooting that suggest this was not just an impulsive act. School shooting at Oxford High School. 
On Tuesday, investigators say the sophomore came out of a restroom at Oxford High School and fired at least 30 rounds from a semi-automatic handgun. Just hours earlier, authorities say Crumbly and his parents met with school officials over behavioral concerns. According to the sheriff's office, the teen made a video the night before the shooting talking about killing students at the school. Sheriff's office, you come out. Cell phone video shows terrified students barricaded behind a locked door before running to safety. Go. Four students aged 14 to 17 were killed, including Justin Schilling, who died in the hospital this morning. Seven others were injured. It was just incredibly disturbing. Oakland County Sheriff Michael Bouchard says investigators are scrutinizing school security video that captured the entire rampage. From my look at the video, it was random and cold-hearted. And Crumbly is being held without bond. He pleaded not guilty. The county prosecutor says more charges could be filed, including against his parents. Classes here are canceled for the rest of the week, Margaret. Nancy Chen in Oxford. Thank you. The Supreme Court heard arguments today in what is widely seen as the most significant abortion case in a generation. The justice's ruling likely won't come for months, but the hearing itself sparked intense debate both inside and outside the court here in Washington. A CBS News poll finds more than 60 percent of Americans want to keep the 1973 Roe v. Wade ruling, which prohibits states from banning abortion after about 24 weeks of pregnancy. We get more now from CBS's Jan Crawford at the Supreme Court. From across the country, thousands came to make their voices heard from Michigan. It's a very serious threat to our ability to shape our futures and our lives. To this mother and daughter from Pennsylvania. I pray to God that it's overturned um, for the sanctity of, upholding the sanctity of human life. Inside the courtroom, liberal justices argued Roe versus Wade was too established to overturn. It's been 50 years of decisions saying that this is part of our law. And would put at risk the court's legitimacy. Will this institution survive the stench that this creates in the public perception that the Constitution and its reading are just political acts? But a majority of the justices appeared inclined to uphold Mississippi's ban on abortions after 15 weeks. Chief Justice John Roberts suggested the court wouldn't have to overturn Roe. If you think that the issue is one of choice, uh, uh, that women should have a choice to terminate their pregnancy, why would 15 weeks be an inappropriate line? But that would still be a major retreat from its last big abortion case in 1992, when the court drew that line at viability around 24 weeks. Mississippi's only abortion clinic, now at the center of the fight, performs abortions up to 16 weeks. That's the question is, where does the line get drawn? It's just, it's them chipping away. A lawyer from Mississippi said the justices shouldn't be drawing the lines, that the issue should be up to the states, which struck a chord with Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Why should this court be the arbiter rather than uh, Congress, the state legislatures, state Supreme Courts, the people being able to uh, resolve this? 
Now, back in 1992, the court seemed then to be almost certain to overturn Roe versus Wade, but former Justice Anthony Kennedy changed his mind and provided that key vote to save it. So that's an important reminder that no matter how things may look today, a lot can change between now and June when we expect this decision. Margaret? And Jen Crawford will be covering it all. Thank you. The Supreme Court's ruling in the Mississippi case could impact abortion laws across the country. CBS's Janet Shamlin reports tonight from Texas, the state which now has the nation's most restrictive law. Are you a proud abortion freedom fighter? With the future of abortion in America on the line, today both sides of the emotional issue amplifying voices. And the scourge, the bludgeoning, the horror... Questions across the country tonight, what access to the procedure will look like if Roe v. Wade is overturned. Today in the Dobbs case is the most clear attack on Roe v. Wade that we've experienced since the 70s. The legal showdown could take away the constitutional right to the procedure, leaving it to the states, and some are ready. Twelve have trigger laws that would automatically halt all or nearly all abortions if Roe is overturned. We know that when any ban goes into effect, It has a detrimental effect um, for people needing access to care. But it doesn't have to be overturned to have an impact, experts say. The court could weaken the decision, limiting how long into a pregnancy the right to abortion is protected. When you realized you could not get the procedure in Texas, Mm -hmm. what did you think? I cried. This Texas mom of two flew to this Denver clinic for her abortion, which could become the norm for women in other states that ban the procedure. Here in Texas, they're awaiting a Supreme Court ruling on the ban currently in effect. Any ruling by the high court is likely to result in years of new lawsuits. Margaret? Janet Shamlin, thank you. There is breaking news tonight about a former Justice Department official who is refusing to cooperate with the Congressional Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Here's CBS's Chris Van Cleef. Tonight, moving towards contempt. The committee investigating January 6th is set to vote to advance a contempt of Congress charge against Trump-era DOJ official Jeffrey Clark, who has refused to cooperate. Clark worked with Mr. Trump to overturn the election by spreading baseless claims of voter fraud. This comes after Steve Bannon was indicted on contempt charges last month. You don't blow off a congressional subpoena. Um, And executive privilege is just a distraction and a sideshow. And a new look tonight at one of those charged for storming the Capitol. I thought I was hoping to save the country. This is Danny Rodriguez, accused of multiple violent crimes, speaking to the FBI. Trump promised, Trump promised business. I thought we were doing the right thing. Here you can see it appears the California man is tasing D.C. police officer Michael Fanone. Why did you tase him? I don't know. I'm a piece of This as threats to lawmakers have soared since January 6th, including this one sent to Minnesota Democrat Ilhan Omar. You will not live much longer. Omar, one of two Muslim women in Congress, says she received the racist, profanity-laced voicemail after Colorado Republican Lauren Boebert likened her to a suicide bomber. She doesn't have a backpack. We should be fine. There are active discussions underway to make sure uh, that... Lauren Boebert is held accountable. Boebert did apologize on Twitter, but after a contentious call with Omar, she went back on the offensive. Rank-and-file Republicans have entered the fray, and that resulted in a Twitter feud that's starting to feel a bit like a food fight. Margaret? 
Chris Van Cleve at the Capitol. As home prices rise around the country, buyers in high-cost areas will be able to borrow nearly $1 million for a mortgage loan backed by the federal government. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac say the cap on their mortgages will increase next year. And some of the hottest markets are not ones that you would expect. CBS's Mark Strassman checked out the boom in Boise. Ask anyone here. Boise, Idaho is having its biggest gold rush since the 1860s. It's called real estate. It was just completely insane that the mountain prices went up 30% in a year. Jennifer Louie sells real estate in Boise's boom. 10, 20 people in a bidding war, sometimes even more. This year, we had homes that sold uh, 100000 over the asking price. Boise is now America's least affordable housing market. Home prices dwarf incomes. One study compared Boise's medium-priced home, almost $535,000. That's 10 times higher than the median income for one person here, almost nine times higher than the median income for a couple. Want to make an offer? Better be all cash above the asking price. What project do you think we should do next? Max Hampton and Kelsey Taylor got lucky with their new home, $414,000. Stung by a series of rejected offers, they found a seller who wanted a local buyer. Yeah, it was super discouraging. Yeah. I remember a lot of hard nights, a lot of hard conversations. Sticker shock? Yeah. <laughs> it, still, it still makes us a bit yeah. angry. Me, yeah. Angry? Yeah, angry, I would say. Because? Why is it like this when just a couple years ago it wasn't? Boise has beauty, a winning lifestyle, and too few homes for sale. The pandemic created next-level frenzy. Investors and virtual workers from neighboring states snapping up homes, driving up prices. Jennifer Louie's family has grown. Her home's value has doubled. But she can't afford to buy bigger. Have you put an offer on a house? We wanted to, um, but the realtor said they wouldn't even look at a contingent <laughs> offer. So it's, it's money that talks. People here keep telling us this housing market is changing who Boise is. Younger buyers squeezed out, moving away. Older sellers cashing out, moving away. And for the more approachably priced homes, there's no end in sight. Margaret? Mark Strassman, thank you. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Six people were hurt this morning when a home in Brooklyn, New York, exploded. The blast sent debris flying across the street. Windows and doors were blown out and fire quickly spread to other apartments. More than 50 people were evacuated and tenants say they smelled gas 12 hours earlier and warned the landlord. Philanthropist Jacqueline Avant was shot and killed today during a Beverly Hills home invasion. She was married to music legend Clarence Avant for 54 years. Police say he was home at the time. Clarence Avant is known as the, quote, godfather of black music. That's what he was called when he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in October. Former President Obama called him one of his favorite people. Jacqueline Avant was 81 years old. About 27 million American children live in low-income families and are in need of a coat 
to bundle up against the cold. CBS's Nikki Batiste now with a story that will warm your heart as we continue our series, Unifying America. A brand new warm coat, the simple necessity third grader Michaela did not have when we met her on a 30 degree day. It's freezing, my hands are freezing. My body is freezing. She's one of 800 students at this New York City public school taking home a winter jacket, thanks to Operation Warm. The coat is the first thing. It's the tangible thing. But what that really provides is warmth, the physical warmth, the emotional warmth. In the past 23 years, the nonprofit has manufactured more than 4 million coats for children in need across the country, paid for by donations. It's the difference between going to school school on a cold day or staying home. Coat requests have tripled during the pandemic. Kids like kindergartner Isabella get to pick their coat color. Oh, I love it. What's your favorite color? Pink and purple. Each costs under $25 to make, but the joy one brings is priceless. On a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you to get a nice warm coat today? 100 out of 10. 100. Nikki Batiste, CBS News, New York. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, in our Eye in America series, we visit a town where crime has dropped and trust in law enforcement has grown. If you can't watch live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that's tonight's CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Margaret Brennan. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be because Survivor 46 is here and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast. And to ask Jeff some questions, because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.